everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck. Today, it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Matt Kenseth. Now, as you might expect, short and sweet interview today. Matt Kenseth uh, has a combination of dry humor and just not really wanting to elaborate or expand, I guess, on many of his answers. So that's typically what you get with Matt Kenseth, and this interview was no different. I picked Matt Kenseth not because he's in the headlines this week with losing his ride at Joe Gibbs Racing, but because Denny Hamlin, his teammate, had asked for a driver who will have at least six or seven years of experience to answer the question for the next guy that Denny had. And I checked with some other drivers who I hadn't done 12 questions with this year. They were busy or unavailable at New Hampshire, so I ended up with Matt Kenseth. And uh, yeah, take a listen. All right, everybody, I'm here with Matt Kenseth. And Matt, the first question is, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Oh, man. I mean, I, I feel like um, I feel like for me, through the years, I've always um, never felt like I was an extra gifted, talented driver, really. I felt like, especially uh, early in my career before technology changed and everything, I felt like I understood cars probably better than some of the drivers that did that just came in and were just drivers. So I would say for me, more of it's been hard work and studying and doing all that more so than natural ability. So obviously, uh, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, now Dale Jr. have all either retired or retiring the next year. Um, what's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? Maybe latch onto a veteran who's still around. Uh, I don't know. I'm not much of a salesman. I don't know that I have much of a pitch. All right, that's fair. Uh, what is the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? Ah. Uh, I don't know that there really is one um, away from the racetrack. I mean, I, I hate to, first of all, call driving race cars in a circle a job. It's um, it's pretty much a dream to be able to drive race cars and get paid for it. So um, I, I don't know that there is a, a, a bad part or a hard part of the job away from the racetrack. I guess one thing I've never really enjoyed or been uh, nervous about and all that is probably public speaking. So probably any time I have to get up and give any kind of a speech is probably the worst part or scariest part for me so let's say a fan spots you eating dinner you're out in a nice restaurant should they come over for an autograph or no sure why not you might be eating well i mean i could wait till my mouth isn't full but yeah what's a story in nascar that doesn't get enough coverage oh i don't know i don't really watch much coverage so i'm not really sure what's covered and what's not okay who is the last driver you texted um, last one I texted would have been Jimmy. Are you going biking or something? Yeah, I was just trying to see what the plan was for the weekend. I was solo this weekend, so I was trying to see uh, see when and where we were riding. Sweet. Yes. Thank you. Uh, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? The drivers? I mean, I, I think it's an entertainment business for sure. I think that people, though, go to watch you know the, the drivers race cars pit crews all that so they come to see the competition so i don't i don't know if just the driver is necessarily an entertainer um but i think it's obviously an entertainment business so everybody comes and watches for us to be entertained 
Matt, what is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? <laughs> I try not to ever do it. Um, unfortunately, I have a couple times, uh, but I try not to do it. They used to get fined for it, and it uh, seems like they always find it, but um, you try your best to control your temper. How do you feel when you get it to you, if that happens? Um, I don't remember the last time I've got it on the racetrack. It could have been a long time ago. That's a good thing. I might not have seen it, but the last time I've seen it. Um, so some drivers keep a payback list in their minds for negative reasons. Do you also keep a payback list um, for some if somebody cuts you a break on the track, they've done you a favor or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't really keep any payback lists. I can't remember anything that anybody's ever done to me that's, um, that I felt like was wrong or bothered me ever. That I, I don't believe that, but I'll, I'll just we'll just move on. But, yeah, I mean, certainly um, – you know, you try to always, you know, race people the way you want to be raced, and then sometimes that works, sometimes it don't, and um, then you start racing people the way they race you. So, I, I mean, I really feel like typically if you're fair with people, they're fair back with you. Okay. Who is the most famous person that you've had dinner with? I've had dinner with? I don't know. Um, do you want me to help you? I, I guess. I'll I'll th- I'll say that uh, Tail Junior. You had dinner with Tail Junior. Like a real sit down dinner, probably not. Jimmy Johnson. I had dinner with Jimmy Johnson. I thought these were my answers, not yours. Well, I just felt like you maybe could use a lifeline. You know, it's like a on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I throw you a lifeline. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Uh, I mean, I would think of somebody famous going to dinner with them would be like. James Hetfield from Metallica or a movie star or something. I don't know. I don't really consider myself or my peers famous. I just, you know, the people I go to dinner with, I think more of as people and as friends. So I don't, it's kind of a tough one to answer. What is something about yourself that you would like to improve? Uh, man, I don't know. You think there's anything I can improve? No, I think, you know, except for that last answer, I think you're perfect. Yeah. I think I'd like to improve on my dry humor a little bit. Um, no, nah, I don't know. I mean, there's a, million things I could improve on. I don't think we got enough uh, memory in that phone for all of those. Alright, I, I am running out of memory, so that's... We'll, we'll move on. So, this is an important question, because Denny Hamlin asked me to find a driver with at least six or seven years of experience to answer the following question. His question is, who is the most favorite teammate you've ever worked with, and who is the worst teammate you've ever worked with? Uh... You can't really pick a favorite. I've had a lot of teammates through the years, and I think picking a favorite is like picking a favorite child. And by the way, some of my teammates have been very childish. Um, so I don't think you can pick a favorite. Can you pick a worst? You know, <laughs> you can't really pick a worst either, but I will say that the first time around, Carl would have been for sure the most challenging teammate that I've had to get along with, and that's probably – we're probably both equally responsible for that because I would say we just didn't really understand each other and we had very different personalities. And uh, So we definitely clashed uh, the first time around. The second time around, we got along great. So, um, so, yeah, there you go. That sounds like the first time I interviewed Carl and the second time I interviewed Carl. So, Okay. Okay, the next interview is with uh, David Reagan. Do you have any question I could ask David? Um, you know, you could ask him the same exact question. Pass it along? Yeah, just pass it, just pay it forward. Thanks for doing this. All right, no problem. 
So <laughs> there you have it, everybody. That was 12 questions with Matt Kenseth. And uh, tough to tell at times whether he's trying to be funny or just doesn't really feel like answering the question. Uh, never quite sure. Maybe that's part of his part of his game there. Uh, I do want to give a thank you to those of you who have been using my Amazon link, jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. If you use the link before you start your Amazon shopping, it takes you to the Amazon homepage, but then I get a small percentage or like a commission, I guess, from Amazon for the sale. So that has helped Sarah and I this week. We just got a big delivery of paper towels, Kleenex, uh, laundry detergent, dish soap, toilet paper, etc. So yes, you helped me buy toilet paper with your Amazon purchases. Definitely appreciate that because you saved us actual real money so I could um, buy some stuff on Amazon. Every little bit helps as I'm trying to save money this year and get to as many races as possible. Speaking of which, this week I am off to Indianapolis Motor Speedway and then I will also be at Pocono Raceway and Watkins Glen International. So thank you so much for helping me get to all those races as well as New Hampshire where I was able to do the 12 questions with Matt Kenseth as well as tomorrow's social spotlight interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s PR representative, Tiff Daniels, who actually used to be a driver and engineer and is now in the PR world. And I think you'll find that interesting because that's quite a unique transition that you don't see very much in NASCAR. So that interview will come out tomorrow. Until then, thanks everybody for listening and talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.